Hey there, before we dive into this week's episode, I have a free resource that is a game changer. We all know that we become our habits, and looking at my life, what I've gone through, and how I thrive in my career and my life, it came down to five key habits. So I decided to make it a totally free ebook that you can use so that you can thrive in your own life. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy. Again, this is a totally free ebook telling you five to thrive healthcare habits, the simple and quick ways you can use to have a lifestyle that you dream about. Get this free ebook in the show notes. You won't want to miss it. All right, now it's time for this week's podcast. As a leader in healthcare, there is one truth you need to know if you ever hope to create a life that you desire and deserve. Fear will kill more dreams than failure ever will. So in this episode, I'm going to call out eight of the biggest fears you will face in your career and eight effective antidotes you can put into practice so they never stall your progress again. This is one episode that you will want to tune in till the end as I'm going to share two bonus tips to tie all eight of those antidotes together. Now let's dive into this week's dose of growth. It's time for some more Real Talk. Hey, welcome back. I'm Dr. Adam Martin, and I help healthcare leaders build healthy teams and cultivate leadership so they can serve the lives they save. The ultimate source of that being you, leading by example to set a new standard from how you choose to show up every single day. Now, if you're here with me right now, you need to congratulate yourself and celebrate the fact that you're about to diffuse the biggest barrier to becoming your best self, fear. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. So these are the eight most common fears that you will face in your career and how to overcome them with simple tips that actually work. Fear number one, embarrassment because of your physical appearance. The antidote is very simple. Go improve it. Go to a, a barber shop if you're a dude, get your beer cleaned up. If you're, a, if you're a lovely lady, go to the beauty salon. Shine up your shoes. Make sure that you have cleaned them. Get the scuffs off. If there's dirt, wipe it off. Simple little things. Get your clothes cleaned and pressed. It's how you present yourself that creates an impression on others and how they are impressed on is how they will reflect back on you. It's very simple, but to generalize it, practice better grooming. Get a fresh cut. It doesn't take going for a multi-thousand dollar shopping spree to reignite your confidence in how you show up and project yourself to the world. Fear number two. Fear of losing an important contact. The antidote is super simple. Work double down hard to give better service. Now, what I mean by service is not having a transactional relationship. 
So this could be with a mentor, this could be with a higher up, this could be with someone that you want to collaborate, work with, or work for. And instead of asking, what can you give me, seek instead to give before you ask to receive. Now, that's not the reason that you give, but if you show up in a heart posture of service, rather than what can I get from this, what can I get out of this, you'll show up totally different. So when I say give better service, what I mean is show up to give without expectation to the person that you're looking to reignite a relationship with, start a relationship with, or add to your network. And when I say relationship, I don't mean intimate. I mean any relationship, a interaction with another person. And if you did make a mishap that tarnished that relationship, correct anything that might have caused those people to lose confidence in you. Own up to it, call it out, apologize, but make sure that your actions enforce the apology. An apology without action is an attempt at manipulation. And people see that and they don't like it. So if you messed up, own it, change, and make sure that you enforce that through the actions you do. Number three, fear of failing an exam. If you're in pharmacy school, anything, an exam, taking a certification for a course, taking an examination for a certification, for anything at all, the fear is real. And I'm talking from experience. I had testing anxiety. I failed so many tests in my career. I'm being real. The antidote is very simple. When you worry, imagining worst case scenarios, that's time. And instead of spending time worrying, spend time studying. And you might need to get a dose of humility like I did. Y'all probably know my story of getting rejected from when I first applied to getting into pharmacy school. So when I reapplied the next time, I did a lot of actions of humility. I got tutors. Um, I got, you know, organic chemistry for dummies. Like I, I was going all out. I did whatever it took to learn, grow, and improve myself in every single way possible. So instead of spending time worrying, put it into studying, connecting with mentors, getting tutored, whatever it takes. Because the more prepared you are, the less fearful you will be. Number four, fear of things totally beyond your control. The antidote is very simple. Turn your attention to helping relieve the fear that other people have. And here's how this works. Have you ever had a situation in your life where you just could not figure it out, but you had a friend that was sharing that they were struggling and you said, oh, what's going on? And they share it and boom, you knew the answer right away. And they're like, wow, that really helped a lot. But then they say, what's going on with you? And what you realize is that you're struggling with the same thing, but because you're so close to it, because it's you, you miss the solution, the very solution that you gave the other person. So when we find people, when, when people come to us with issue, with concern, and we can serve them, we see that it works, we can take our own advice. This is one of the most difficult things and frustrating things that healthcare leaders have. It's easy to help others, 
but often more difficult to help ourselves. So when we help other people, we see that it's effective, we see the joy and relief that that brings, and we can say, oh, I can have a piece of that too. Yes, you can. And another good antidote is to pray. Fear number five. This is the fear of being physically hurt by something that you can't control. Now, the antidote isn't to ignore it, but it's to switch your attention to something totally different. Because if it's already happened, if it's something you can't control, you can't undo the past. And that's not to say ignore it. That's not to say sweep things under the rug. That's not to say justify unjust behaviors or actions. That must be addressed. But if you dwell on it, if you focus on the negativity after that's been addressed, it's going to fester and you get what you focus on. And if you're focusing on all the negatives and all of those types of things, that's the kind of energy that you're going to be creating in yourself. So do something very simple just to switch your state. So if you have a yard, go and water it. Go pull up some weeds. If you're in the office, if you're working in the hospital, there's probably some indoor plants in your office that might be looking like they haven't been watered in a few months. So water those indoor plants. These are just simple little things that you'll have to be focused in doing. Getting the water, filling up the canister, putting it in the plant, you're gonna have to be focused and attentive. That slight little shift will be enough to jar you and release you from that cycle of focusing on all the negative. If you've got kids, go play with your chillins. I'm sure they'll be throwing things that hit you upside the head and that'll shift your focus just as well. Another good thing, go to a movie. I don't know if y'all have seen Top Gun, but wow, amazing, incredible. Like one of the few movies that have so much hype and it delivers if not over delivers on it. So if you haven't seen that, there's one you can go watch. Fear number six, fear of what other people may think and say. This is huge. Oftentimes, we find ourselves doing things, striving for things, even our careers, because we think that's what our parents wanted us to do. We wanted to make them happy, or we feel like that's what our friends are doing. That's what we feel we have to do to be accepted loved even by our spouse or significant other. So this is a very serious trap that runs rampant in healthcare in particular. So the antidote is very simple, but simple doesn't always mean easy. But it's a very just filter that I want you to think about. The antidote is this. Make sure that what you plan to do is the right thing to do. And then do it because no one ever does anything worthwhile when you are not criticized for it. So if you have this desire, this passion to do something that's off the path that your parents have laid out for you or your spouse wants you to do, do this or be a certain way or all your colleagues are going towards a certain direction in their career but that's not your calling, you're going to have a choice to make. And the reality is this, you're going to have, regardless of what you choose to do, people that support you and people that criticize you. If you seek to get the approval of others, the person that's going to be criticizing you is the best version of yourself. 
And as you're doing it, you're going to know that you're lying to yourself and you're giving up your dreams and goals to make other people happy. Now, on the flip side, if you do it for your and you listen to yourself and you do it to become the best version of you and follow your passion, you'll likely get criticized from people that want you to go a certain way, but you go the other way. So you can't escape the criticism. But Adam, how do, how do I deal with this? It's so blah, blah, blah. Here's a simple, simple fact I learned years ago that I really want you to think about. Whatever you do, you will always get criticized. You will always get, quote, constructive criticism. Remember this. Don't take constructive criticism from someone who hasn't constructed anything. I relate this to the first book I wrote. So I've, uh, I'm a published author. I've written two books. I've guest authored three other books. And what I found is if you go and post your book on Amazon or anywhere where there's ratings and reviews, you'll see that most of the reviews for any author, beside myself, any author that's published a book, on the reviews, you'll see mostly four or five stars for most authors. But you'll always see those one, two stars, those negative Nancys. Here's a fact. Every single negative comment or review left on a book has always without fail been given by someone who has never published a book themselves. Every negative review on a book has always been from someone who has never published a book from themselves. Because if they did publish a book, they'd know how much blood, sweat, and tears it took to get there. So they would never do that. They would never put that negative energy out there. So if you get negative, uh, negative uh, feedback, if you get, quote, constructive criticism that is just totally destructive, it's almost always from people who have not constructed anything. So consider the source of the criticism that you're getting. And then proceed accordingly to ignore, to nod and in one ear out the other. Fear number seven, fear of making an investment or purchasing a home. Other than your education, which is six figures plus, the biggest purchase you'll ever make, other than if your kids go to college, is your home. Or if you're a big baller, buying a nice six-figure hot rod or a big purchase. But let's say we're being more uh, investment, rather expense savvy. And instead of buying a Lambo, we buy a home, something that we can actually get an ROI on. So looking at this and you're, you, you want to buy a home, you want to invest, it's huge. Like that's a big purchase. That's a, and oftentimes a 30-year commitment. So the antidote to this is to analyze all the factors. So did you do your homework? What's the market like? Have you looked at your, your rates, your own financial well-being? Have you done your homework? Once you have as much information as possible, don't wait till you have all the information because that's going to be, that's never going to happen. But once you've done your due diligence, be decisive. Make a decision and own it. Trust your judgment. When it comes to making difficult decisions, your intuition is huge in healthcare. And one of the biggest things that I learned as a pharmacist is what I call trusting your pharmacist intuition. And this came to me um, when I was fairly new as a pharmacist. I was checking prescriptions, and I remember very clearly checking a prescription, but I had this gut feeling like, check it again. 
And I'm like, I, I, I'm due, I did my due diligence, I checked it. But I had this gut intuition, check it again. So I was like, what the heck, I'll check it again. So I checked it, and it was, uh, I think it was a birth control script for three packs, three months supply. But I missed it, and it was only written for one month, right? So be, if I just had this intuition to check it, and I don't know how to explain that, but I'm glad I checked it again. That prevented potential delay in therapy, uh, patient being upset, all that sort of stuff. So always trust your intuition. I think every single one of you can resonate that there have been times where you had this intuition to double-check something, to make a follow-up call, and you thought you were being paranoid, so you didn't do it. And then 10 minutes later, it bit you in the butt, right? We all can resonate with that. So trust your intuition and listen to your instinct and act on it. The fear number eight, the eighth and final fear, fear of people. <laughs> what if they hate me? What if they yell at me? What if I do the wrong thing? What if this and that? This is real. And it's kind of ironic being in healthcare to help people having a fear of people. And it's, it's counterintuitive, but while you might be laughing at this, you can also resonate with it too. So here's the simple antidote to put this fear of people at bay. Put people in proper perspective. Remember, the other person is just another human being pretty much the same as you. While we might think we're very different and significant from others, we are of more in common than we do different. So don't lose perspective that we're all human and we have more in common than we do different. This is the bonus that I mentioned in the beginning. Because when it comes to your eight fears and the eight antidotes, it boils down to two simple steps that you can use to both cure fear and win confidence. And here's the two bonus tips. Number one, isolate your fear. You have to name it to tame it. If you have this feeling of fear, but you're not sure where it's coming from, if you don't identify your target, you can't disarm it. Awareness is the first step to any change. And if you're looking to change your fear, that's the first step. It's always the first step in any change process, regardless of the context. So you first have to become aware and identify where the fear is coming from, what is causing the fear. You can't change what you don't know needs changing. So identify exactly what you are afraid of. And then the second step, take action immediately. This is a simple formula and is so true. Time is a fertilizer for fear and action is the antidote to fear. The longer you wait, the more time you have to ask what if and worst case scenarios. So there it is, the eight most common fears and antidotes and two tips to decrease your fear and increase your confidence. These are tips that came from one of my favorite books, The Magic of Thinking Big by Dr. David Schwartz. Highly recommend you get that. These apply so much to healthcare, I had to make an episode and put it into context so that you can overcome the biggest barrier to your progress and living a life that you desire and deserve. 
Thank you so much. I hope you found value in this. If you did, please share it. Tag someone that you care about because the change that you want to see in healthcare starts with you. So make sure that you share it and help others become part of that change as well because that's how we're going to turn this around and create a life that we are proud to live and lead so that we can create impact in the lives that we serve. So with that being said, go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. God bless.